no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That battle who even when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty tricks to your made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones Romantic crazy fans that leave no real a ton Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood They chase the Oscar but it's all a sham Just like Shaq and Kazam All your dreams can come true History, the history of film All of it made for you Good God, that was terrible this is part five, Marlon Brando. This is gonna be it, y'all. We are gonna. Is it? This is gonna be it. Okay. This absolutely is gonna be it. Because uh, there, there can't be much left. There's not much left. We're of this in the man. '90s. We're in the fucking '90s. There's not much left of this man already. If I, <laughs> if I had to wager a guess, I didn't even think he made it to the '90s. Dude, a lot of people didn't know that he made it to the '90s, mm-hmm. uh, which is understandable. Yeah, you him know? and the Queen have just been fighting for supremacy. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure the Queen killed him along with Diana, battling you know? it out to see who just, makes it the farthest. Dude, he made it to the 2000s. What year? 2004. 2004. Okay. Was Shrek out by 2004? Ooh, yeah. Uh, okay. I think Shrek was like 2002, 2001. Okay, so Marlon Brando could have feasibly watched Shrek. Absolutely. Marlon Brando could have watched Shrek. Uh, Marlon Brando could have seen uh, Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down. He was there for the towers to fall. He he saw 9-11. He witnessed 9-11. He witnessed Mm 9-11. Yes, he did. Um, Instead of doing a when are we, we could do a when he died. When he died. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like things Marlon Brando could have seen before he died. That's very interesting. Ooh, maybe, okay. (laughs) That'll be a new segment. We got time at the end. We'll work it in. Okay. The first emergence of Facebook. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Wow. Facebook. Facebook came uh, out. I think it was either 2004 or 2005. I'm pretty sure it was dude, four, Mar- and then it spread in five, and then it opened up to non-college campuses in 2006 or seven. Right. Marlon saw fucking like Britney Spears, In Sync, Backstreet Boys. Nickelback was actively putting wow. out music by he 2004. No wonder he a lot of their albums gave up and kicked the bucket. He was like, "This is the <laughs> shit that our country's fucking producing now." Oh, the there were four up. Nickelback albums out by the time he died. What? And he was buried with all four of them. How many? Yeah. Well, let's play a game. How many Nickelback albums does it take to kill Marlon Brando? Four. four. <laughs> Apparently four. How many How many licks does it take That's the limit. to get to the middle of Marlon Brando? He was like, I thought they were going to stop. They didn't. They didn't. I, I got to leave. Oh, my God. I just see, like, fat old Marlon Brando just listening to, like, <laughs> I'm through with standing in line and I'll never get in. He's like, I'm going to be a rock star. I was a rock star. Uh, but... We're not in 2004 yet. He's okay. still alive at this point. It's Wait, the 90s, baby. Uh, do we have a when are we? Yes, we do. Okay. I'm going to bring you back to the 90s with a little when, when are we? we? Wait, so no punch-ups? Nah, fuck, fuck it. Fuck yeah. I don't care. Hell yeah. yeah. If you want to know more, go fucking, I don't know, go to his grave or some shit. <laughs> You know where Wikipedia yeah, is. Yeah, you got I think Wikipedia. We're providing enough. This is like the most parts in a series we've ever done on something. Yes. So yeah, like, yeah. If if you don't get enough from five parts, you know, fucking at call Dan Carlin. But we are in 1990, y'all. Okay. Fucking uh, you know, cue the sublime or whatever. Well, I don't know. It was a Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana. The NWA. We got the launch of the Hubble. It's oh, going on. Wow, that was a while ago. Yeah, that was man. A minute ago. Yep. That was. Wait, is this a, uh, a specific year? Yeah. Or are we just talking about the nineties in general? Wait. No, this is nineteen ninety. Oh, nineteen ninety. Oh, the yeah. original. Yeah. The, the OG nineties. The OG. You know the how, do you guys remember how smart our uh, NASA and European Space Agency scientists are when the launch of the Hubble happened? Remember that whole debacle? Ooh, oh wow. shit! No, I don't Launches remember that. Fucking billion dollar telescope up in the sky gets up there and they're like why are the images all blurry it's not working and they talk back and forth to one of each other come to find out one of the big mirrors and lenses on there was not the correct uh, fabrication with the other ones because the th- part that 
the European Space Agency made was done in metric and the measurements in NASA made was done in uh, Imperial. So they Good didn't Lord. fucking work together. So they had to go fly up another fucking lens to fix it before they could even start using it. It was that's when That's when you quit. If you're an astronaut with NASA in 1990, that's when you quit. You're like, also, I'm definitely not getting a rocket made by even you Even American scientists don't use Imperial. Or did this change? Is this when we standardized it? Oh, uh, we were probably. No, because if we standardized it. That was back there in like the 70s we went Imperial. Right. Yeah, I mean, we've always used an Imperial system, but like in science, you don't. You never. Like, there is no beaker you can buy where you measure the shit in ounces. It's fucking milliliters. You know what I mean? Like, it's like in science, you always use the metric system. Man. I mean, but not for engineers, though, it's, you yeah. know, it's like engineers can use whatever they want. And this might have been like some subcontracting company. I don't know. I just know they fucked up and they didn't talk to each other about it. And that's why. That's hysterical. They had yeah. To go, yeah. yeah, fix it. That's, I mean, that is the funniest thing. I, fucking, I, and then, yeah. And then they're like, no, trust us. Get on this rocket. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be just fine. Oh, is that, did that happen this year? Well, no, that wasn't this year. Oh, okay. But, you know. It yeah. was. It was soon. It was soon. <laughs> it was soon. It was soon enough. Was soon enough. And when are we? When are we? Uh, Iraq invades Kuwait this year. That's when okay. all that shit pops off. Kuwait's going down. Operation Desert Shield. All that fun shit. Uh, you know the 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 you fucking Gulf the War. You can't let them take. Gotta get the oil. Man. Yeah, we gotta get the oil, damn it. We gotta get the oil somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And uh, The Simpsons airs this year. Oh, this is the first first Simpsons. Simpsons. Now we have like I think we're up to I think we're up to episode twenty five thousand. Yeah, eight hundred ninety. He was just on The Simpsons, actually. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm pretty that's sure. That's fucking I'm pretty hilarious. Sure that wasn't fake. I'm pretty sure it was a real thing. I believe that's a real thing. I'll I believe you. Yeah. But yeah, full circle. No, I, I totally Times believe you. Times they are changing. Uh, let's see. Nelson Mandela is released from prison, or you know he dies, depending on which Mandela effect, <laughs> which side <laughs> of which it on your own. You're from. Yeah, which universe you're from? Exactly. It depends on which fucking portal you came through. Um, but this was the year that he was released from prison and becomes leader of the African National Congress. Uh, let's see. We got U.S. President George Bush and Soviet leader. Gorbachev, uh, rest in peace to him as well. He just died this year. Gorbachev signed a historic agreement to end production of chemical weapons. Popular films of 1990, we got Ghost, Dances with Wolves, Pretty Woman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, The Hunt for Red October, Total Recall, Die Hard 2, Dick Tracy, Edward Scissorhands, The Godfather Part 3 with our boy...
Vanilla Ice with Ice Ice Baby comes out. 1990, dude. Wow. Ice okay. Ice Baby was 1990. Is Pearl Jam started mumbling it? Uh, I don't think Pearl Jam has really begun mumbling yet. Okay. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Well, Correct well, me if I'm wrong. Yeah, her, 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 her. That's and, the most, to me, Pearl Jam encapsulates what the 90s sounds like. Yeah. The pottery <laughs> is a dick. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's some Pearl Jam right there. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What else can I tell you about? <laughs> uh, what won this picture that year? Uh, I don't know, but Windows 3.0 came out. Windows 3 comes out in 1990. Uh, oh, wait. No, this is just all 1990. Fall of the oh. Berlin Wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, that was the wall it. year? Yeah, dude. That was the uh, that was the no, year. No, wait, but didn't Reagan say Gorbachev tear down that wall? Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Was that uh, Reagan? We'd have to double check <clears throat> that. Yeah, but the 1990 was the first year of Bush Senior, so like Reagan probably right. said that in '89, and uh, you know it was the change of hands right then, you know, in January yeah. of 1990. So, and the Hoff, the Hoff was the whole reason for it. For it right, down, that's right, Hasselhoff. Yeah, 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 the Hoff, fucking Gorbachev. Well, we can. When are we without knowing what the picture of the year was? Okay. Well, that's the only information I need to know. Okay, let me check. Driving Miss Daisy. With Morgan ah. Freeman, the, the basically the Green Book, but yeah, of 1990. not all controversial pick. Not at all, not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the Green Book Part One. Boy, man, Green Book's a movie that won Best Picture. It sure did. That's and the then, world and then, nineteen white men <laughs> went and accepted all the awards for that movie, Very just like funny. Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Miss Daisy was an army of white men. That's who so uh, funny. who made um, who made that. <laughs> Nothing ever changes. <laughs> Nothing ever changes. Is the same. So, <laughs> but right as the Berlin Wall fell, it was also the first time McDonald's was in Moscow. So oh, it was like Berlin Wall falls, sick. and we're like American capitalism, poof, right in there yeah, instantly get in on January. It, yeah. It's too, That's, like right fucking away. <laughs> yeah. And Stalin's like, this is what I was trying to stop. Yeah, and the pictures are nuts. I remember I just the, didn't the, want you guys to get fat. That the, was my whole that was that my was, whole thing. Yeah, now you're gonna get fat. Yeah, now you're gonna get fat. And by the way, you live in a fucking like frozen tundra. Good luck on all those empty calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where are you yeah. gonna do your cardio? Yeah, yeah we're not. Dude, I, the pictures of that are crazy. If you look up fucking the first Mac, McDonald's in Moscow, they were lined up around the fucking Hooskow or whatever. What do they this call it? This isn't a gulag. This gulag. isn't a concentration <laughs> camp. It's a workout facility. <laughs> They're going to need some workout facilities after all these McDonald's start opening. <laughs> they were lined up around the KGB building to go into that McDonald's, dude. It was fucking nuts. 1990s. Also... It's also the year of old. So we're getting into '90s Brando. If you can't tell, um, this was a very bad year for Marlon Brando. <laughs> this was a very bad year for Marlon Brando. 1990. I don't know if you've heard this story. This is a story that not many people have heard. I've heard maybe. none of these stories. Okay. So in 1990, Marlon Brando's son, who he had with the uh, Tahitian woman back in the day. Uh, okay. I, I can't keep up with all this shit. One of them, yeah. One of them. One of his kids. He had nine kids. You know, again, mm-hmm. just ask Dan Carlin. Uh, he had this. He had a son, and in 1990, his son fucking killed a guy in his house. So, in Brando's house? Or in Brando's house. Why would he do that? So, <laughs> why would he do that indeed? It's <laughs> a good question, actually. I'm glad you asked. So, on May 16th, 1990... Marlon Brando's son fatally shot Dag Drolette, the boyfriend of his half-sister Cheyenne, in the living room of Marlon Brando's house in Beverly Hills. So, okay. Dag Drolette. Dag's a sick name. Dag is a sick fucking name. Rest in peace. Uh, Dag is in a four-year relationship with Cheyenne, Mm -hmm. uh, his sister, Marlon's daughter. Mm -hmm. And she is eight months pregnant by him at the time. So she's, like, carrying his baby. This is going to be her baby daddy. Uh, so a few days before the incident, Dag had flown into Tahiti. Or, I'm sorry, Dag had flown from Tahiti to Los Angeles to visit Cheyenne. And Cheyenne was visiting Marlon along with her mother. They were all staying at Marlon's house. They're all, like, the family's all here. We got Dag in town. We got Cheyenne. 
Uh, we got Marlon's Marlon's uh, Christian is his name. Marlon's son Christian. They're all at the house. You know, it's a big family affair. However, so Marlon had known Dag for years. I guess Marlon kind of knew his family. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like you know that old school. I know your people. You know my people. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I his mean, daughter's now having a. He did What's that do? like fuck everybody on Fiji. Fiji ain't that big of an island. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you might be my son too, but I'm gonna let yeah. this happen. Yeah. <laughs> if not, he He's definitely like, knew who that was. I'm sure you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I know yeah, you're not one of mine. <laughs> Feel free to marry my daughter. I know you're not one of my sons. But um. So Marlon had known him for years, knew his family, probably fucked his family, like Dev said. Mm-hmm. However, Christian, Marlon's son, uh, he had just met him. He had just met Dag, like for the first time ever on this big family retreat to Marlon's home. Okay. That is going down. So <laughs> several hours after he met him, he would shoot him to death, by the way. So on the evening of said shooting... Christian and Cheyenne had dinner at Musso and Frank. Whoa. Right next door. (laughs) Yes, dude. And Cheyenne tells Brando while they're sitting at Musso and Frank, um, and it's just those two. It's just brother-sister dinner at Musso and Frank's right over here on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And she tells him that Dag has been abusing her, like physically abusing her. So Dag fucking pissed. This dude's beating my sister, total, like, godfather, you know, Sonny and godfather, uh, who beats the hell out of his sister's abuser in the street type of shit. Mm. So Christian goes nuts. Christian's like, you're beating my fucking sister. He goes all Sonny and godfather, mm. you know, beats him in the street and type of shit. Christian goes on a fucking rampage. Christian Brando said to a reporter from the Los Angeles Times, she went off on this bizarre tangent. And that was what he said about her, like, she just all of a sudden started saying, like, Dag's been beating me. You know, like, and they hadn't even really been talking about Dag. She just spit it out. She was just, like, blurted out that he's been abusing her. So later on, around 11 p.m. that night, uh, Christian, he's wasted by now. He's, like, completely fucking, you know, off his ass. He confronts Dag, 11 p.m. at Marlon's house, and you've been beating my fucking sister, you motherfucker, and just fucking blam, shoots his ass. Right there in Marlon's fucking living room, you know. And he says, I just wanted to scare him. (laughs) Cheyenne is in her room. Marlon is in his room. You know, Mom is in the other room somewhere. They're all just kind of like sleeping at this point. It was 11 p.m. They're all, you know, Marlon's old as fuck. He's probably had like... He's he's just getting a nap before he goes to pink. Yeah, I was about to say know? he's in his hot dog coma. Right, he's in his hot dog coma. <laughs> he want me for my hot dog coma. Uh, <laughs> I was I was sleeping off the pinks and then I heard a gunshot in the living room. Um, <laughs> in between my pink runs. Christian says that they were fighting over the gun when it accidentally went off. Which uh, a lot of people don't believe is true. A lot of people believe he just fucking pointed that thing and blammo, just shot him. In an interview with the Times, Christian said that later revelations about Cheyenne's mental health had made him question whether she was ever beaten by Dag Gerlet. And he said, I, I feel like a complete chump for believing her. So apparently later on it came out that that wasn't even true. The Musso and Frank story about Dag beating her wasn't even true. So she told a lie. <coughs> Or she lied. Okay. Or did he make up that she lied? Are we absolutely sure that Cheyenne isn't Shia LaBeouf? Uh, Well, we can't be sure. Shia LaBeouf (laughs) is everyone. Yeah. So Shia Shia LaBeouf is you right now. (laughs) We're all Shia. Wait, wait. But so did did she claim later that she had made up that story, or did he claim later that he had made up the fact that she told him that Musso and Frank's? Well, um, okay, let me keep going. Okay. Because there is an answer to that. Okay. So, Christian Brando, he gets a lawyer, Robert Shapiro, who was one Ooh. of OJ's lawyers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Or oh, would yeah. be one of OJ's lawyers. Yeah, this is before OJ. Uh, Christian Brando got him beforehand when he was real hot. You know, real fucking top of the line. And, uh, dude, that dude was one of the most powerful lawyers ever. The A-list <laughs> uh, Beverly Hills attorney, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, like, absolutely fucking. Was Christian Band- 
Bando. Was Christian Brando anyone at the time, or was he just Marlon's son? I think yeah, he was just Marlon Marlon's... Brando's son. That's who yeah. yeah, but like he himself like wasn't like an actor or a musician or like anything. Like he was just the son of a rich person. Right? Actually, that's a good question. Christian was an actor. He he was definitely not like you know anything any kind of big actor. Okay. He was an actor. He he was an actor as a kid as well. But yeah, he was doing some little small, you know, films here and there. Okay. Uh, but he got old Robert Shapiro. You know, Dad paid for Robert Shapiro mm-hmm. for sure. So, so he's initially charged with murder. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and by the way, one would imagine. Yeah, yeah, one would imagine he got charged with murder. Um, also, his mother was Anna Koshfi, by the way, uh, uh, Marlon's first wife. So Cheyenne came from Tahiti. Uh, Christian came from Anakashvi back in the day. That's, okay. you know, that was that whole thing. This Again, is nine where kids. the beginning of step-sibling porn started. I'm telling you. Exactly. Yeah, dude. <laughs> of this conflict. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, man? The only person that would know would be Christian Brando himself. Probably Mark. So, <laughs> so prosecutors, they wanted to charge... Yeah, probably Marlon. Uh, prosecutors wanted to charge him with murder. However, they were unable to at the time because of the absence of Cheyenne herself, who was a crucial witness to their case. You know, she is nowhere to be found. Marlon Marlon Brando had her admitted into a psychiatric hospital in Tahiti, and she basically just disappears into Tahiti. <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. And while there. After several attempts to get her to return to California, a judge eventually quashed all efforts by the by the prosecution. He's, he, even the judge was just like, "Ah, she's gone." You it's know, whatever. that's it. That, that'll do. This is that'll this is all do. Robert Shapiro, by the way. That'll this is, do. Yeah, that'll do. This is all Robert Shapiro. As soon as a murder case becomes like, well. We just can't find a witness, so can't bring charges. You know, this is where you can tell Robert Shapiro is doing his job. You know, so prosecutors felt they could no longer prove that Drolette's death was premeditated. Therefore, Christian was not charged with first-degree murder and was presented with a plea deal. Uh, when his father pleaded for a reduced sentence for his son, he took the stand in the Santa Monica courthouse and said, I think that perhaps I failed as a father. And boy, you know fucking Marlon put it on, dude. That was probably Marlon Brando's best performance yeah, that he has ever fucking so given. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> Can you imagine, bro? That's I bet he brought the, the tears. The judge and the jury is like, oh my god. It's oh my god. Like <laughs> <laughs> they, they forgot I mean, they were actually watching real life and they thought it was another movie. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So after heavily publicized pretrial proceedings, uh, Brando did plead guilty to manslaughter, and he did actually spend five years in prison. But okay. well, that was, he did some time. You know, doing murder, you only get five years. You only get five bad. years. It's probably off cushy good. prison too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cheyenne, uh, during the trial, attempted suicide twice. By the way, and then in 1995, a year before Christian was released from prison. She committed suicide. She hung herself at her mother's house in Tahiti at 25 years old, and she had already lost custody of her son as well by oh, that dear. point. So your your question earlier was like, did she make up that story? Did he make up the story that she made up the story? I don't know, but she killed herself. Ah. Like something was definitely going on. I mean, you know. Did she or did Another helping hand make it appear as if she killed herself. Right, she got she got Epstein. <laughs> Robert Shapiro had her killed. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And so this great year for Marlon Brando, when his son kills a guy, mm-hmm. uh, you know his daughter's trying to commit suicide during the trial. All this really fun shit that's going on for Marlon Brando. This is the year where he does Island of Dr. Moreau Ooh. with Val oh. Kilmer. Oh, yes. wow. So this movie is that late. This movie is that fucking late. Arguably wow. the greatest movie of his tenure because Man. Really? it's so absurd and insane. Like I say that absurd. very sarcastically, but also 
half serious because it's ridiculous. He's like not in half this movie, right? He's not in half this movie. He had a stand-in. We have discussed the Val documentary on this show before. I don't know if it ever made it into the final cut of a main episode or not. Who knows? Who knows? But if you have heard of us talk about, there's a documentary called Val. It's about Val Kilmer, uh, and he carried around a camcorder through his whole career. It's amazing. And Dr. Yeah, it's incredible. Watch it now. (laughs) And and Dr. Moreau, he got like a bunch of behind-the-scenes footage of him being... Val Kilmer in Dr. Moreau, and Marlon Brando is not only gone physically, but gone fucking mentally, dude. Like, the man, there's a scene in Val where he's just, like, got his camcorder pointed at Marlon, and Marlon's just, like, in a hammock, just, like, swinging back and forth. He's like, hey, Marlon, how you doing? And Marlon Brando's like, like... God, like the man is checked out. He 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 did a late checkout from the Roosevelt, and he is nowhere to be found. You know that's wild. Yeah, dude. And uh, he has a stand-in for most of it. Like I said, the the actress, the like the the little guy who was in the movie, that was just a guy who Marlon kind of like found on the street and was just like, I want this guy to be in the movie now. And they were like, okay. I guess you're Marlon, so I guess we're gonna do that. Really? Um, yeah. You just found a random kid. And he yeah. Was like, no, I want him in the movie. I want him in the movie. It wasn't a random kid. It was the little person in, the, like, the pygmy looking thing. They played. They played. Playing the piano and the gif I sent. It's yeah. like a mini. Yeah. I've seen it, so it's insane. <laughs> in, it in is a, a gift, fucking like acid trip. playing the piano, and then there's a tiny little person off, up and off to the side, wearing the same thing, playing a tiny piano. It's like. It's an acid it trip. Looks like, what? Yeah, dude, it looks it, it's reminiscent what? of Doctor Evil and Mini Me. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, they got that from Doctor Moreau, no doubt about it. And Marlon, of course, he wore his earpiece. You know, he's getting lines fed to him. Yo, this is such a weird looking movie. Oh, yeah, dude, the, no, it's, it's fucking just insane. insane. So, like, that's why it's appealing, is because it's yeah. so ridiculous. It's not like a, it's a good mo- movie or anything in particular. It's a good is he book. The guy- is Brando the one in the white face paint? Yeah, that's Dr. Moreau. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a good book. It's a good movie. Marlon, Marlon described it himself. He described making the film as like trying to complete a crossword puzzle while falling down an elevator shaft. <laughs> what? Yeah. The tiny guy is not, he wasn't in the script. Right. Yeah. But he also that was like, like, that has was... no lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just what sits year there and like walks that? and moves around like him. Yeah. 96. Yeah. 96. Okay. So this wasn't 1990 on the dot. This was during the 90s. Right. So this was like right. And yeah, because he was, his daughter had just committed suicide when he did this movie, basically. Uh, I, so he's playing with a full deck. Yeah. He's playing with a full fucking deck here. The day production started also. Is the small lad in makeup or is that what he looks like? That's what he looks like. That's what he looks like. Yeah. That's why he's, they got him. He was a small the little whole lad. The premise yeah, of that's the movie why. is that Dr. Monroe is doing genetic experiments to merge animals and humans and that that little person he found what looked so crazy in real life that like he's like oh you're a fuck up from a genetic experiment where i tried to clone myself like that was right. like kind of the yeah. thing and i'm like oh my god that's also like really <laughs> offensive to that fucking person they found so the offensive <laughs> Yeah, I gotta watch this movie again one day. I just have not had like the mental capacity to handle something like this lately. But it's it's absolutely fucking bonkers. So when he starts filming, his daughter had basically just committed suicide because his son was in prison, because his son killed his daughter's fucking baby daddy. Like all this shit's going down. And the day that production started, the French government set off an underwater fucking atomic bomb near Tahiti, where, you remember, he owns all that land that he bought after he did uh, Mutiny on the Bounty. He bought all that Tahitian land. And this is not the first thing that happened to his fucking land out there. Like, he had, it was cursed. Like, the land that he bought in Tahiti hurricanes natural disasters all the time now fucking france is setting off nukes near his island for some reason underwater he's just fucking having like the worst time with this land he's just done after moreau he does a heist movie with edward norton called the score dev have you seen that i have yeah Dude, great movie. Yeah. Fantastic How do you movie. do a heist movie when he's the size of the fucking a fucking Brinks truck? It was a supporting <laughs> role. It was with Edward Norton yeah. and Robert De Niro. 
And they were the yeah, leads. he plays like the benefactor. He's like the rich old like guy who would like yeah. fund their heist, basically. Uh, absolutely fucking out of his mind by now. They said that he literally would walk out of his trailer just like butt-ass naked. And he'd be like, I'm ready to go to set. And they'd be like, hey, hey, Marlon, why don't you put your clothes back on and then we can shoot, you know? And he would like walk to craft services and just be like fucking naked. (laughs) And he's just like 350 pounds or whatever and old as shit and just like eating hot dogs. Like I said, the man's always been crazy, but the older he got, it was just like, this man is gone. He's off reservation. He's off the fucking reservation. That's hilarious. That's also not something we should say anymore. You're right, you're right, you're right. He definitely would be pissed that we just said that, for sure. Wait, is that where that comes from? Yeah. 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 Wait, really? I'm glad to fucking... I'm glad to call that. Off the reservation was a derogatory term back during like the settlers days because <laughs> if somebody was like if they were savage and they were embedded yeah. in colonial society they were off the reservation but they were still savage and crazy so it's a way to like i had Man. no idea that that <laughs> phrase came from, i never put two and two together it's like i'm wondering if we should cut this or not should we educate people you know? i kind of think I'm we should sure i had exactly. no idea i never variation of the explanation but it's very no, no, i never right. thought too hard about like where that like came from that was from. like uh, somebody the other day said a uh, fucking powwow and that's like a thing. You can't say that. Really? No, no, no. Yeah, you can't say powwow. Powwow is... No, no, so powwow is a term by Native Americans that they use themselves yeah. for gatherings. So yeah, it's exactly. Like, that white is people like can't a very say sacred thing. Like, Non-Native Americans aren't invited to powwows and aren't usually right. accepted in them, only on rare occasions. Like, I've been lucky enough to go to a couple powwows, but like, it's supposed to be like a very like tight-knit thing, especially for... That tribe, there's not even like a lot of mergings of other tribes That's going to each other's powwows necessarily. Yeah. Oh man, if we have any Native American listeners, please hit us up. I would love to fucking like do yeah. some shit. Actually, like, I, I have I, a bunch of friends that are Native Americans up in the Finger Lakes region cool. and the Seneca tribes of the Iroquois Nation up in upstate New York. That's why I have. That's very cool, man. Uh, one of them gifted me a tattoo of Hiawatha's belt. Hiawatha is the king who united these five tribes and they he got exiled from the area. He was a great wartime king. He exiled himself and he came back with a message of peace and he united these uh, tribes and they buried their hatchets of war. So they dug this hole. They all literally buried their hatchets and they planted a tree there called the peace tree. And that's where we Damn. get the term burying the hatchet from as well. And those five Man. tribes, the Iroquois Nation, the Iroquois Confederacy is what it was called, those tribes and the way yeah. that they organized themselves and the way they traded with one another are what the founding fathers based our constitution on. The the right. original, Whoa. like Ben Franklin and all the architects of the constitution saw the trading practices of the Iroquois and were like, yo, we should do that among the 13 colonies. And they like interesting basically got, I wouldn't say they stole Damn. it. They got inspired and they kind of just, you, you know, use different See, things. But this is why you listen to film history, the yeah. history of film right here. You never know what you're going to fucking learn around. That's here. that's wild. Yeah. You know? So I'll stop saying off the reservation. I, yeah. I didn't know. You I definitely never don't say that. <laughs> I never put two and two together. I never thought too hard about where that phrase came from. You know? I hear you. No, oh, there's a lot of them out there. Hey, we're all learning. We're yeah. all evolving. We get to the nineties. <laughs> Uh, Marlon just goes completely bonkers. Uh, poor, I mean, look, and I say this, I love Marlon Brando, man. I know I've been talking shit about him a little bit. He, he had some rough cards dealt to him. He also dealt some people some rough cards. You know, he wasn't very uh, great to be around and work with sometimes. <laughs> he dealt some people some rough cards. <laughs> but he definitely had, you know, this is sort of one of those stories where the man just kind of had a tragic life. Um, I mean, if you were to ask some of his co-stars, they probably would say, you know, good riddance. But... He definitely had a fucking tragic life. The 90s did not go well for him. So what was this um, heist movie, his last film? The heist movie was pretty much it. That was pretty much... That That wasn't his last film, though. Let me see. What was his last yeah, let's, film? Yeah, let's, let's hit the filmography. Yeah, I mean, gotta... uh, props to him for working so late into his life. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I well, he was broke. Oh. Yeah. The score. The score was his last wow. film. Wow. Uh, he had gone broke. He was in serious debt, tax debt. The Tahitian Island, 
fucking that, went really bad. All the nukes really dropped the, dropped the property value on that. The nukes and the hurricanes cost him <laughs> a lot of money. Damn. Uh, turns out even the man who made like, you know, $90 million. That's insane that you can be broke after after doing that. We see that. it time well, like, and time maybe again, Maybe don't man. go to like a sacred place with an ancient people and fuck all of yeah. them. <laughs> right, fuck all of them and, and then, then buy like, land. buy their and, land and exploit it for yeah. your own benefit. He, like, he yeah. colonized Tahiti. <laughs> yeah, Marlon Brando yeah. had colonized Single-handedly. Tahiti. Single-handedly. Single-handedly. Um, and it paid him back. Did, do you have any data on how much he spent on hot dogs a month? Oh, man. I Yeah, I have it right here. It says that he would spend about $2,500 a month on hot dogs. No, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I can say $2,500 is not that much. You can't go broke on $2,500 on hot dogs a month if you're making that much money. But oh, no, I thought that might be like data that was out there. Like, Pink's like reported. They're like, to, <laughs> that their, would be hilarious. to their shareholders, the they're like, oh, like <laughs> it depends on the hot dog. Like, Kobe oh, beef oh. and like lobster and like, you know, bluefin <laughs> tuna hot dogs and shit. And their earnings report for the year they're like we our revenue is up 400 percent because marlon brando keeps coming in and spending all the superman money on these hot dogs oh we shit. are we are we had pinks are eating good off of superman <laughs> they like, have like, a oscar uh, meyer did not need to advertise for like the like late 80s early 90s and then when he died they were like shit we got to get the bus back together bro we got to get that jingle back out there man we got to start advertising we're gonna lose some sales <laughs> they have uh they have a hot dog at, at Pink's called the Brando. By really? The way. Yeah, which is so funny. They're like, yeah, we named it after that fat fuck who used to come around here. Uh, is it two hot dogs oh, on top of one another? <laughs> it's just it's just forty hot dogs. It's called the Brando. I order the Brando. They just bring up forty fucking hot dogs. It's like no may no ketchup, no mustard. And now we're getting into the two thousands. We're just rolling right along. Okay, Might as well just keep yeah. this hot dog a rolling you know uh <laughs> god damn it man i i feel like i might be besmirching marlon brando a little bit yeah <laughs> i love this man but also again he was just kind of a fucking nightmare as well yeah so no he sounds like he's it. a nightmare Absolutely. dude i mean jesus hemingway was a genius but the man yeah. was a fucking nightmare at least he had the decency to kill himself before <laughs> yeah. it got too bad <laughs> Welcome to the like, mystery. I'm gonna stop making film. this all of your problem. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give myself, I'm gonna solve this issue for us all. Oh my god! No, um, there's been so many geniuses through history who were a fucking nightmare. You know, um, <laughs> fucking, uh, you know, like majority of them. Yeah. It's interesting too because, uh, all I feel like all the other legends we talked about. <laughs> Once their career kind of peaked, that's kind of the end of the episode. Right. Like, at Cagney, you're like, hey, he did some stuff in the 50s, but he just, he was a quiet old man who retired yeah. in luxury. Same thing for most of these guys. Yeah. Brando's the only one where we're like, he was working until the day he died, paying off his fucking Paying off his tab. fucking Tahitian, and, yeah, his so, Tahitian island and his hot dog debt. The next profile on an actor... Or, or star that we do, we should have uh, a guest play a little game in the beginning and call it uh, Out with a Bang or Fizzling Flame. Right, right. Did, let's play Did He Kill Himself? Da, 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 da. Did, did his, <laughs> and it's after like, his career, did he just go hard in the paint or did he slowly <laughs> eke to death in a lacking of existence? Right. Yeah. 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 But we 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 haven't had any actors like. Have we talked about anyone who's like a um. Who's the fucker who plays uh, goddamn Sauron and he was he's Magneto. Who's that motherfucker? Oh, Ian McKellen. Ian Ian McKellen. Right. It's like Ian McKellen is working because he loves acting and he is ten thousand years old. Yeah. He's. Have we talked about anyone like that yet? Um, Like everyone either retired or is like struggling to make rents. Really profiled like five people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but five big people though. Steve McQueen sort of well. He didn't really get a chance to get old. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's the thing. I think a lot of the guys we've talked about didn't really get a chance to get this old. Uh, What did um? uh, Bogey got old. Yeah, Bogey. What? Bogey stopped working after a while, though, right? No. Well, Bogey actually, no. Bogey sort of stayed 
He stayed working. Okay. He stayed he working. He didn't make it that long either, though, did he? No. Because he died of he being died bogey. In his 50s. Yeah, he died of being bogey. So yeah. we haven't got, yeah. I but don't James know. James Dean died of. Di- James Dean died of like 12 years old. You know, James <laughs> Dean died. James Dean was uh, never even born. Yeah, he became a vampire and he's still out there, <laughs> um, you know. And then uh, there was Takag retired early. Bogey died Tag of being retired. bogey. James Dean died at five. Uh, yeah. Steve McQueen died at like 62. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess we haven't. He's Is the this first. the oldest? I mean, Cagney, but Cagney retired. Yeah. Cagney made it pretty long, too, right? right? No, yeah, Cag was old as fuck. Yeah. But, yeah, this might be, like, yeah, the the, the okay. most consistent, uh, maybe. Yeah, interesting. interesting. And I did yeah. do this one a little bit different. That's why it's five parts. I real, yeah. I got I got about as deep into Marlon Brando as Richard Pryor did. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> hey. Oh, man. And that is why we are now in 2001, my friend. Oh, the, the, something happened this year. Something happened this year. I don't. I, I don't. Forgot. I don't remember. I really, really forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I wasn't supposed to. But where were you? Uh, <laughs> where were you in 2001? And when Marlon Brando? Where were you when six million <laughs> tower workers? When, no, that's when a bad six joke. million hot dogs were consumed by Mar- Marlon Brando consumed six million hot dogs Guys, this year. They really they didn't fly planes into the towers. They just dropped a Marlon Brando from a helicopter on right. the top. They're dropping Brando. Yeah. He, was, he, he was trying to get to crumble. the hot dog cart. A second Brando has hit the tower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting all Christian this. Brando. <laughs> Christian Brando has hit the East Tower. Uh, he, has shot it. he shot the East Tower. Oh, my it's God. It's been I, 20 I, I, years. I think we can make jokes. <laughs> yeah, we can make jokes. Look, if I don't laugh, I cry. Uh, all right. It's I've late. seen so many 9-11 jokes today because yeah. the Queen, they were like, a second. A well, second. and it's Sunday. It's coming up on Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh yeah, but the she queen, was yeah. she was like I can't live through another nine eleven. Yeah, I could never, I can never, I must forget. The only way to forget is to die. Yeah, I saw that uh, some of the queens like they had, she had like a impersonator who was very famous. Like, for, this, is our this is our nine eleven. This is our nine eleven. Yeah, I saw a second queen like, has hey. hit the towers, or a second plane has hit the queen. <laughs> um. <laughs> but this is two thousand and one. Marlon is seventy eight years old. Hanging on to life by just a fucking uh, uh, a hot dog, you know. He's one fucking cholesterol blood clot away from from death's door. Absolutely, and this is the year. I cannot wait to tell you about this. This may be the most. This may be the most interesting part of the last five parts of this Marlon Brando. Thing. No way, two thousand one. Two thousand and one. This is the year that Marlon puts on a very exclusive secret acting class. In a warehouse somewhere fucking in L.A. What? It was a... What? It is a 10-day acting workshop (laughs) with almost 20 people attending, including Sean Penn, Nick Nolte, Edward James Almos, Whoopi Goldberg, Harry Dean Stanton... According to an article, uh, uh, Edward Norton is here, by the way. I'm going to get into it all. So these were all established actors at the time. Absolutely. Huge. So there was no, it was no just like kid who wanted to learn acting. These are gigantic movie stars who were showing up to Marlon Brando's very elite secret acting class in a warehouse somewhere in like fucking Compton or something. Or like the warehouse. Yeah, the warehouse district probably. Thank you all for coming. Uh, (laughs) The first exercise that we're going to do is being comfortable with each other so take off all your clothes well it's funny you say that deb (laughs) it's funny you say that he did not take he he probably he did take off his all of his clothes at one point but how it began the hollywood reporter said marlon brando's they had a they had an article called marlon brando's real last tango because he had done a movie called the last tango Marlon Brando's real last tango, the never-told story of his secret A-list acting school. The actors had gathered to learn at the feet of the greatest thespian of the 20th century, and he did not disappoint. When the doors flung open, the 78-year-old Brando appeared wearing a blonde wig, blue mascara, a black gown with an orange scarf, and bodice? I don't know how you say that. A bodice stuffed with gigantic falsies. Waving a single rose in one hand, he sashayed through the warehouse, plunked his 300-pound frame into a throne-like chair on a makeshift stage, and began applying lipstick. 
So he walked in like amazing, like, oh, fucking RuPaul, fuck. like RuPaul's Drag Race. Incredible, yes. incredible. Would have loved to have seen this. So he sits down. He's putting on lipstick. He's dressed as like this fabulous three hundred pound woman, and he says, "I am furious." Furious, he told the group in a matronly English accent, like the Queen, I am furious, <laughs> launching into an improvised monologue that ended ten minutes later with the actor turning around and lifting his gown and mooning the crowd. <laughs> Even more amazing. Incredible, dude. <laughs> if the audience could see my face, it is a befuddlement. It is befuddled. Drake I, looks very am... befuddled. What? How yeah, much man. you want to bet? Like after that, like Sean Penn got up and was like, "Whoa, that's acting!" Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> this man, this man so, just lost it. The article goes on, uh, lying for a living. The wild ten-day symposium, as much as a 1960s style happening as it was an acting course, that Brando organized and led in November 2001, less than three years before his death. By the way. The event is little recalled today, and even back then it slipped mostly under the radar. But those day-long classes where movie stars mingled with midgets... <laughs> this is an article mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With midgets, Madonna's ex-boyfriend nearly causing a riot, and Osama Bin Laden look-alike. <laughs> and Hilarious. John... And uh, John Voigt was there, nearly having a heart attack, it says, was a never-to-be-repeated moment of Hollywood letting its freak flag fly. It also featured some of the strangest and some would say finest performances of Brando's later years. During one of the sessions, a troop of little people and a team of Samoan wrestlers... Brando somehow had wrangled all of them to the warehouse on the same day. They did improvisation exercises together on the stage. Another time, Brando plunked a homeless man from a dumpster, uh, plucked a homeless man from a dumpster and brought him in for acting lessons. <laughs> he, he had, oh, Deb, he had students stripped naked in front of the entire class. And, including Edward James Almost, by the way, who got naked in front of the class for this thing. Uh, but Brando had a reason for it. He always had a reason. While a jazz musician played Brando's favorite tunes on a rented piano, Philippe Petit, the French tightrope walker who had crossed the Twin Towers, did stunts on high wire. By the way, this is after 9 11. <laughs> uh, Michael. Well, I mean, he's out of a job. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, what else am I going to cross? You know? <laughs> It seems very <laughs> odd to be doing this with this Osama Bin Laden dude staring right at yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is is Use Osama that. Bin Laden Use just it. like throwing paper airplanes at him as he's tight walking across stuff? Use it. Uh, uh, Michael Jackson popped in. Robin Williams was there for all 10 days, apparently. Of course. Uh, that one, makes yeah. the most sense that out of anything you've said. All the yeah. cocaine. <laughs> yeah, doing all the cocaine. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Robin Williams, apparently he did a 30-minute improv routine about haggling with a used car salesman. Uh, and so, yeah, this Robin was Williams doesn't do class. cocaine. Robin Williams is cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that man was made of cocaine. Amazing, Absolutely. Though. Go look up the articles about this fucking 10-day class. How there's, many How many of these guys have given like detailed accounts of this? There, there's very detailed accounts. Okay. The article is long. Like, I would love to hear Edward Norton's take on all yeah, this. Yeah, Edward Norton said it was wild. Yeah. Like, and he was pretty new in the game. And he's also know? like a pretty serious dude. Yeah. So I'm interested to see like what he thought of this nonsense. But it's Marlon Brando. Yeah, but also he was he was young. He yeah, like so he wouldn't have been nuts. super like disillusioned with what Brando used to be. Yeah. I feel like of all the takes, like Edward Norton's would be like the most authentic as to like how how much of this was like acting in its purest form of just like having fun and not worrying about anything and just one old man's final love letter to his craft and how much of this was just an insane like amalgamation of the last remaining brain cells of a dying man. Yeah, for sure. And he's doing a bunch of other stuff at the time as well. He's dabbling with, like, innovation. Uh, he's he's getting patents. He had several patents issued in his name from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, all of which involve a method of tensioning drum heads. He got real into drums and real into 
how they are uh, how the drumheads are tensioned across drums. <laughs> uh, and he began patenting new this ways. Is the to dumbest do thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, this is too many hot dogs to the brain. Uh, <laughs> I love hot dogs. <laughs> this is like he legalize like, it. He's near death, and yeah. this is around the time where his assistant quits. <laughs> his assistant's <laughs> like, "I'm done." She made it pretty far. Yeah, Alice Marchek. She she resigned from her role due to his eccentric and unpredictable behavior. Yeah, you know what he did? He went to her with an idea. He's like, "Yeah, so this next patent." I'm going to take the skin of a hot dog and stretch it over the drum. <laughs> stretch it across the drum. I want a hot dog drum. For my next patent. <laughs> Alice is like, I'm out. I'm gone. Thank you, Marlon. Thank you for all the uh, all the years, bud. Um, in 2004, he records voice tracks for the character Mrs. Sour in the unreleased animated film Big Bug Man. So that never even came out. That was his... Last role and his only role as a female character, but his last movie to actually come out was the score. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, How do you not release Brando's last Bro, movie? For real, man. Big Bug Man. Where's it at? Like you can't salvage that audio and write a new movie around it. I know. Yeah. Like can't can't Drake get a sample of that on his new album? Like yeah. like somebody's got to use something of that audio. <laughs> Uh, late in his life, he was really good friends with Michael Jackson, by the way. Oh, okay. He and Michael Jackson were homies. Um, a longtime close friend of entertainer Michael Jackson, Brando paid regular visits to his Neverland Ranch. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Resting boy. there for weeks at a time. <laughs> that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh... That's, that's not great. That's something. Uh, that's, uh... That's, that's, uh... It's like Never being like he was... Going to I was about to say that's like an Epstein, Epstein Island thing. It's like uh, uh, Bill Gates did nothing on that island. Yeah, you know, man. he was just a fan. Of, he was just a fan of islands. Again, this and is then, not a hit job. Brando hosted a ten-day acting class at Neverland Ranch with Macaulay Culkin and <laughs> Corey yeah, Feldman Macaulay Culkin was in attendance. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, old Marlin, but he would, yeah, he would and rest. He's him. too fat to ride the roller coaster. Yeah. So the only thing to do there is fuck kids. Yeah, and just, you, what know, if, you know. What if Michael Jackson, what if as an acting exercise, he's like, I'm actually going to be the animal in the cage. And he just sat <laughs> outside in the zoo with some of the makeup from Dr. Monroe on. He just pretended yeah. to be a whale. It was Tusk before it was Tusk. <laughs> he was actually in uh, the the 2001 music video, You Rock My World. Michael Jackson music video for that. Oh. Marlon was in that, man. I do remember that. You know, I wonder, was it... It was only because Michael Jackson turned white that he started to befriend him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his son, uh, Marlon's son, Miko, was Jackson's bodyguard and assistant for several years, actually. And okay. was a friend of the singer... He said, the last time my father left his house to go anywhere to spend any kind of time, it was with Michael Jackson. He loved it. He had a 24-hour chef, 24-hour security, 24-hour help, 24-hour kitchen, maid service. Well, that's why he loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I used to it. have this money. <laughs> He's like, yeah. hot dogs on demand. On the menu, baby. And you're as fucking weird as I am. <laughs> He's like, you know why I like Neverland Ranch? The hot dog machine. That's all. Yeah. Just hot dogs whenever you want. Unlimited hot dogs but, and popcorn and but yeah, it kind of was like candy. that. This was great. It was like that. Michael Jackson basically like took care of him in his final days and was like just giving him like the best life that an old man could have. He's like on fucking oxygen. He can't fucking move anymore. And wow. Michael Jackson would basically just wheel his ass around Neverland Ranch and like make his like, fucking. Michael Jackson was like, you know what? You should you know take this. Shoot this up. This will feel good. <laughs> yeah, Michael. Michael got him a golf cart with a portable oxygen tank, so he could go around and enjoy Neverland. They That's would just, so fucking funny. <laughs> they would drive around Michael Jackson, Marlon Brando, with an oxygen tank and a golf cart and <laughs> a golf cart. That's fucking funny as shit, dude. What a Man. fucking pair. What a pair, dude. That's crazy. What a wild. And they both have white makeup on, you know. <laughs> Oh man! And uh, unfortunately, as with every star that we have covered here on film history from the past, uh, he died. Mm. Time, time for the end, y'all. Feels like it was time for him, though. It's time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Feels, yeah. feels, Go feels, out. feels fine. There's nothing else. To I'm do. not upset about this one. No, me neither. There's nothing else to do. He <laughs> There's was nothing done. else to do. There's nothing else to do. We, being golf carted around Michael Jackson with hot dogs. And, yeah. 
Who knows, God, what else? Um, (laughs) So it's 2004. Brando, he signed with Tunisian film director Ridha Behi and began pre-production on a project to be titled Brando and Brando. (laughs) Up to a week before his death, he was working on the script in anticipation of a July-August 2004 start date to film this thing. And, what was uh, it going to be about? I don't know, man. Brando, Brando. I imagine it was going to be something about him. Like a biopic? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was a biopic. Like the Brando story? It was, just, it was Brando sitting at Pink's all night. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, ahead. has there been a Brando movie? Has anyone made a Brando biopic? I don't think so. No, but I think the only time I've really seen him portrayed at all is uh, in the offer now, where the guy plays Brando. That's bizarre that they've never done a biopic on yeah. him. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's anyway. a documentary about him with, uh, and I think I, I talked about it in this. But there's a documentary about him called "Listen to Me, Marlon." Right, and it's like just a hundred hours of him, right. his recordings, you rambling. Know? Yeah, very cool, very yeah. fucking cool. He he was he was a goddamn genius. There's no doubt about it. He was insane, but he was a genius. Uh, Production of Brando Brando was suspended in July 2004 following his death, at which time the director stated that he would continue the film as an homage to Brando with a new title of Citizen Brando. Maybe that did come out. I'm sorry. I didn't do enough research. I don't know if that came out or not. We're we're on part five. I think you did enough research. Okay. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you looking it up right now? Yeah. Citizen Brando. There's always Brando. Always that was released there. in 2011. Everything you need to know about the Citizen Brando movie. Okay. A hybrid of part fiction and part documentary about screen legend Marlon Brando. Uh, who stars in Citizen Brando? Christopher Walken. Okay. Uh, and two names I don't recognize. Or can pronounce. Uh... Did this movie ever come out? Did it? No. It did not. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that makes sense. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up on that in part six. Okay. Yeah, part six. And <laughs> in the punch-ups. Uh, the, the definite... Nah, man. We're not going to punch this no. up. This is great. No, you, got, you get what you get. But on July 1st, 2004, Marlon Brando, the man himself, the the... King of Broadway, the king of Hollywood, the guy who basically brought method acting to the forefront, died of respiratory failure from pulmonary fibrosis with congestive heart failure. That's all a bunch of just science hooey. He just died. He died of being old and fat. He died of being old and fat in Marlon Brando, man. <laughs> he lived, you know, sometimes when you shine that brightly, mm-hmm. it just has to go out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, he died at UCLA. Uh, the cause of death was initially withheld, with his lawyer citing privacy concerns. I, I agree. I don't want to know how he died. I just, you know, you don't have to tell me. Just, uh, he's gone. He you got know. there somehow. I don't care how the queen died. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. No. She died because she was 97 and she was the queen. Yeah, she died you know? being old. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, L, you didn't make it to 100. <laughs> yeah. Do better. Do better. You have all that money. She was in good health. She wasn't going to get pinks every night. What's her excuse? <laughs> By the way, shortly before his death, he did have another role that nobody talks about. Uh, despite needing an oxygen mask to breathe, he recorded his voice in The Godfather of the Game. The video game? What? That is fucking actual Marlon Brando. What the fuck? That is when, actual when, Marlon when Brando. Did, when did he record that? I don't know. Shortly before his death. So it was like that fucking year. He once again was Don Vito Corleone. So really, honestly, his I want to keep this in his last game. role was Don Vito Corleone, if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty In a video it. game. Yep. W video game. That's yep. like very serendipitous and perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, man. Uh, it says, you know, he recorded only a few lines, uh, but he was he is in there. That game came out in 2006. Oh, wow. So, so they yeah. got his audio real early. Real early, yeah. Well, I mean, games were in development for like five years. You yeah. Know I mean? So it's like, but I good that they had the foresight. Yeah. Because you don't usually like... The VO and stuff, and like the acting is done like a little bit later on. But they were like, "Yo, this motherfucker is seventy something and fat. Uh, we got to get this VO locked in while he still needs hot dog money." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He uh, it says shortly before his death, he had apparently refused permission for tubes carrying oxygen to be inserted into his lungs, 
which he was told was going to prolong his life, but he said no. I'm, hmm. I'm done. I'm out. It was like, this is enough. This is enough. This will do. And I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we don't need Marlon with a bunch of fucking tubes. In I have lungs. to think about breathing. Yeah. I think I've made it long enough. I've made it long enough. <laughs> I, I'm going to die on the golf cart at the Neverland <laughs> Ranch, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was cremated, and his ashes were put in with those of his good friend Wally Cox and another longtime friend, Sam Gilman. Um, and they were all then scattered partly in Tahiti and partly in Death Valley. Mm. Don't don't mix my ashes with other yeah, man. ashes. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. You guys, that's I was going to ask. Choice. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. I had a question now. now how know? did he time that so perfectly with his best friends? He's like, listen, guys, when I go, I'm taking you with me. We all got to go together. We made this death pack like 40 years ago. You're going to the incinerator one can't, way or the other. You can't know. back out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and I that's I'm gonna you guys wanna do this? Sure. You guys wanna have like a film history, history of film ash pile, you know, no. where we all die? <laughs> no. Only <laughs> Only Don't mix my we... ashes with anything. That was it. That was part five, everyone. That was the five parter on Marlon Brando. You know what? Part five was weird. It was interesting. It was. That 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 acting class, you're right, takes the whole show for me. It that was takes the whole crazy. Cake. That was season two. Yeah. Season three will be different. Yeah. That's season two, Brando. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Season three will be That's a wrap much on different. season two, boys. That's a wrap season on season two, two everyone. We, we fucking did, we did it. it. We made it. <laughs> Man. Man. Well, well any, any final thoughts? No, I mean, you know, I don't know how I feel about Brando. I, I got to watch his films. I actually see his yeah. work and stuff. I think I'll get more appreciation for him afterwards. Was his performance in Dr. Monroe good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so that's uh, the thing, too. Accounts. I guess he never stopped I mean, being good. No, he never stopped being good. Apocalypse never stopped now. being good. He, yeah. You recommend, I, you can do whatever you want, but I think it would be better to and more enjoyable to watch his films and his work in chronological order. Absolutely. Like his early stuff yeah. through... Okay. Towards ending on Monroe. <laughs> but that's a good point. I mean, that's the thing about him is that was why he was always worth the fucking money. Yeah. Like like I said, Apocalypse Now, he was insane. He was yeah. already like out there. He didn't read the script. Yeah. He didn't know anything. But mm-hmm. when the man opened his mouth, even yeah. if it wasn't in the fucking script, just like Jarrell, yeah. he went off script for Jarrell for Superman. Yeah. But it was always fucking brilliant and yeah. actual usable yeah. material. For some reason, I just don't. <laughs> I don't want to like him. I don't know what it is. Like, after all, after hearing this whole story and coming in impartial. A lot of people didn't. I just don't want to like him. A lot of people didn't. He's my least favorite. Of the deep dives you've done, he's my least favorite. Interesting. Yeah. I think my well, favorite's Cagney. It's got to yeah, be the Cag. It's got to be the Cag. Come on. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like Bogey a lot. Bogey was great. Bogey, Cag, uh, James Dean, Steve Martin, Marlon and Brando. Marlon I think was, that's the way I'd order them so far. Marlon was, I've known some guys in my day who probably have the air of Marlon mm-hmm. hanging around him. It was mm-hmm. like the dude who like is just kind of uh, yeah. There's like uh he he's a uh, he's the tortured artist. You know what? Fucking Kurt Cobain. It's like the tortured artist yeah. who's so yeah. in his head and tortured yeah, 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 yeah. that he's a fucking dick. Yeah, and well, like, again, Kurt Cobain at least had the decency to, to not make to it our problem. It. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, dude. Or did he? Or did Courtney? Or did he? Yeah. Oh man, that woman! That woman put an ice cube up his butt when he overdosed. You know, I don't know anything uh, about this. Oh man, blew his head off with of a shot. That's on music history, the history of music. If she did, she had every right. That guy was a fucking pain in the ass. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I'm in like, here. I'll tell you what though. I'm inspired to go watch his work. Go watch his work. Everybody, go for real. I mean, all the way. Like it, and it, it takes so many turns. You know, you got streetcar. You got on the waterfront. You got all those old, uh, even like The Men, his very first movie. But then you've got Mutiny on the Bounty in the 60s. Mm-hmm. It's like a pop of huge, vibrant oh, man. You color. Know it's what? Like, I think I might. I think I might watch Dial and Dr. Monroe first. Yeah. And then do one of those things like, you're probably wondering how we got here. Right, for and sure. That, so I'll see how it ended. And then I'll go back to the start. And then I'll do chronological. Shit, I'll do you one better. Watch Val. And he's oh. on set of yeah. Island of Dr. Moreau, that's and then point. watch Island of Dr. Moreau, yeah. and then watch that's all of Marlon's point. movies. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, Absolutely. Yeah. Like, start at the yeah. start at the end, yeah, you know, yeah, and real. look at yeah. what this Everybody man became. just watch Val regardless. <laughs> yeah, watch Val. You have to watch Val. What's it on? 
I want to say, yeah, Prime. Okay, it's on cool. Amazon Prime. Might yeah. be on Hulu too, it but it's on Prime for sure. And if oh, you're out there listening out. and you're an actor of any sort, you are required to watch Val. Okay. You are absolutely yes. at his homework. Cool. Like, you have to go watch yeah. it. Or if cool. you're just a fan of Val Kimler, or even have yeah, like, for a sure. vague knowledge of him. Yeah, I've seen it like Shout five out times to now. Val Kimler. Shout out to his artwork. Shout out to his Man. Discord. Val is the shit. Shout out to his fucking. Hey, if you haven't seen it by now, spoiler also, alert. Also, very respectful and integrated into Native American culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll see. My, my favorite. Well, speaking of which, I'll, my, I'm so sorry to cut you off. My favorite uh-huh. thing about Marlon Brando is his social activism. Activism. Yes. Like, yeah. I think that's that's so admirable, especially for the times he was advocating for those things. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whether or not he was insufferable to work with, he uh, was a good person. I think. He was. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I what, agree. And what were you going to say before I cut you off? I'm so sorry. No, no, no. That was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, actually a better place to end it. Yeah, okay. he was. I, I do. Marlon had a good heart. There's no doubt about it. You know, uh, he was he was a tortured man. He had a good heart. Fucking Sometimes genius. It lived in his dick, but you know, yeah, does yep. It. Sometimes it lived in his dick, and you know, I say it all the time. Someone with any sort of incredibly high intelligence, or incredibly high talent, or incredibly high um, any anything like that, where someone's living at the absolute fucking like peak of whatever they're doing probably has some serious demons and mm-hmm. some other they are probably plagued by something you yeah. know and uh that's where we're linda well if you want to see what i'm being plagued with you, you can go. find me on instagram at drake cummings <laughs> on twitter at drake underscore cummings and on tiktok at hollywood drake check out my merch store at rageatwaysmerch.com <laughs> and if you're on the internet website somewhere just type my name in and see what happens hell yeah that was an amazing transition inside. That was incredible. <laughs> incredible. We're getting uh, so good at this. Find me at uh, Sailor underscore Dev on Instagram and at Abracadabra Dev on Twitter. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you can find me at James Wyatt Scott or Jimmy Deloy. I don't fucking care. You can find us at Film History, The History of Film, or FHHF uh, uh, Pottery Dick. Uh, <laughs> or you can find me sidling up to that old picnic bench at Pink's at 2 a.m. waiting for the ghost of Marlin to show up so we can wolf down 40 Brando dogs, baby. And that's been part five, end of season two of Film History. The History of Film! (laughs) Holy shit, I never thought we'd be done with that one. Oh, I don't remember time before Brando. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about!